Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. This week, I'll be speaking with Radhika Narana. Radhika is the Director of Cloud and Managed Services for Enterprise Solutions Provider, Kalyan IT and Cyber Solutions, where she is responsible for Managed Services Network Operations Center for Collaboration, Network Data and Cloud Services, She also brings 20 years of experience in enterprise solution design installation and complex global infrastructure support. And she's highly certified with Cisco Certified Internetwork Expert, CCIE collaboration and ITIL certifications. Customer success and customer satisfaction drive Radhika. During her career, she has designed, planned, and executed several large unified communications and contact center deployments, migrations, and upgrades on new and existing telephony environments. Prior to joining Kalyan IT and Cyber Solutions, Radhika served as a senior NOC manager for General Data Tech, where she worked across various managed services groups to standardize customer-facing change management processes. Radhika holds a Bachelor of Engineering in Electronics and Communications from Bangalore University. Welcome to the show, Radhika. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. you Great. Well, let's get started. So Radhika, as a woman in tech, can you share with us your career journey and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, so I started my career in IT uh, just after... uh, my engineering dig- degree, you know, mm-hmm. I was really fortunate enough to be given the opportunity to get into um, networking field um, where I was asked to get uh, a bunch of certifications within six months. Um, I had so much passion at that time because I was fresh out of college, was looking for a job. And um, one of the companies reached out and say, said, can you get all these certifications done in the next six months? And uh, if you do clear it, then we will actually place you in um, one of the agencies and you'll be probably required to travel to United States. And this was back in India. Mm-hmm. Um, this was in 2000, by the way. So um, I was able to get the certifications and then it was all Cisco related, Cisco systems uh, where IT uh, and was in a kind of like a peak stage, right? Um, internet started uh, and uh, uh, I was able to get a lot of Cisco certification and that's how I actually got into ID. 20 years later, um, I can't imagine all the uh, stuff that I have done and where I am, you know, I was really fortunate enough to be given that opportunity. that's great. I mean, um, you were fortunate enough to be given the opportunity, but you also did some very, very hard work to get there. So these certifications, you know, you have several of them. You did a great job. What is your view on certifications in the industry today? And should our listeners consider getting certified prior to gaining employment in the IT industry? Yeah, so uh, that's a very interesting uh, topic, right? Uh, I always believe um there are two aspects to getting certifications. Um, one is certification will probably get uh, help you get better um, compensation in the marketplace. Uh-huh. At the same time, you have to have the right knowledge. 
my journey to get one of some of the most difficult certifications in the industry was really difficult. I mean, I had to study for two years straight without sleep, like or at least three, four hours of sleep for uh, uh, to get one of the most recognized certifications in the industry, which is CCIE collaboration. Wow. Um, so uh, I would say uh, for people out there, um, if you are looking to get certifications, just don't look at what is available. Try to get to know the uh, technology, right? You have to have the right knowledge rather than just having a paper certification. That's really mm -hmm. critical, I think, because for you to be able to make a difference, you need to understand the technology, right? Not just having a certification tag. Um, so the other thing that I would say in IT, especially with certifications, IT offers a lot of technical fields, right? So if you are a fresher who is trying to get into IT, try to understand which, where do you want to be in IT, right? And try to get the certifications relevant to that technology. Unfortunately, IT is uh, always runs like thousand miles per hour, I feel, where mm -hmm. you have to stay on top of it. If you're not, you're going to be obsolete in the next year, right? That's how it is. So the certification that I got 20 years back, to be honest, is obsolete now, right? Mm -hmm. Now everybody is behind AWS and Microsoft, Azure, uh, kind of a certification, right? So you really need to understand where you want to grow, right? Where do you want to build your career and focus on that? And before you go get the certification, try to understand the technology, spend time, um, you know, and then go go towards the certification, which would definitely help you get better compensation in the industry. I think that's great advice. And I think you're spot on with, um, you know, certifications are important if you have the knowledge behind it. You just don't want the paper because then when you're at the job, you're not going to enjoy it. You're not going to be passionate about it. It really is very important to have the knowledge that goes in applying what you've learned to the position. So I think you're spot on on that. That's great. Great yep. advice. Um, you're also very passionate about customer satisfaction and success. Can you share some of the best practices to retain and gain loyal customers? Yeah, definitely. So the industry that I'm in um, currently, which is managed services, right, is all about customers. I always say without customers, we don't exist, right? We mm -hmm. don't have a job. That I think goes to probably everything in IT, right? Um, we always serve customer base, right? We always have to be open to hearing customer feedback and then um, improve on based on the feedback, right? So I take customer success, uh, customer satisfaction very, very seriously because uh -huh. that is the number one um, gauge that we have for us to be able to deliver better and to improve ourselves on, right? Um, which will help us uh, improve our overall service, maybe get uh, better services going forward from a revenue standpoint, right? So customer sat come kind of is really important, right? Um, without which I don't think anybody in IT would have a job, you know? 
Completely agree. Customers said, customers pay our paychecks. I always say that, yep. Yep. you know, <laughs> and I tell my staff all the time, customers pay our paychecks because without customers, we have no business, right? So it is, is very true. important to make sure that you have a good pulse on your customers, understand what their needs are and service those needs and listen to them because, you know, again, if you, you have your own agenda, it's not going to work. So very, very good advice. You have a strong background in tech. Why do you love tech? And as a woman in tech, how has this background served you? Yeah, so uh, when I moved from um, India 20 years back, right, mm-hmm. um, like tech was not as advanced as it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel tech makes me smarter right? Mm-hmm. It really helped me connect with my parents faster and my family mm-hmm. back in India faster. How so? How so? Uh, I mean, uh, if you look at it, uh, the way we used to communicate in the past was all postal mails and mm-hmm. uh, other ways, right? I mean, we didn't have so much of emails and social media, right? Facebook, Instagram, or whatever you want to call it as, right? It used to be really difficult. I mean, I, I had to pick up phone to call my parents mm-hmm. and telephone costs were so expensive at that mm-hmm. time right mm-hmm. nowadays it's not the case I think tech has really helped connect people better right mm-hmm. um, in a good way right uh, I think it makes us smarter right um, the other thing tech really has helped me personally is it I think has brought one of my other passion uh, you know uh, it has really help the planet earth make become more greener mm. where, you know um, mm-hmm. if you really think about it like the way we used to communicate uh, as I mentioned right via postal mail etc I mean there were so many papers that was used right apart right. from that right like reading right I mean I'm a big sci-fi novel reader right mm-hmm. I used to take a hard book and read now it's all about digital right mm-hmm. it's the same price or maybe a little bit lesser right so right. um I, I think in that way um it really has helped us become a little bit greener right mm-hmm. I, I i hope we use tech more um to really help develop clean energy and um you know save planet earth at some point because right yeah and i think there's a lot working to help generate clean energy through tech um you know i've worked with some large organizations who actually have teams that are out there looking at oil leaks and things like that to make sure that those don't occur and when they occur to make sure they're resolved instantly you know so i think there is work being done in that area but i love your comments about you know the worldwide connectivity i think we have so much more connectivity than we ever did you know i yep. still remember writing directions you know if i was going to somebody's house for the first time turn left here turn right here look at the gas station on the corner you know all of those things are gone now it's amazing and then the greener planet earth i think that's that's great and we are smarter because we can yep look up anything at our fingertips at any time. And I think yep. that's so important. Like if I'm wor- watching a show and I wanna know something, I can look it up instantly. And I think it makes us much more smarter. I, I completely agree with you. Um, so that's great. Now, did you see a difference between 
how tech was run in India versus the U.S. I'm really curious about that. Um, yes, definitely. I mean, back in the days where I was, I mean, now it's changed, right? It's kind of mm-hmm. like similar to what it is now. When mm-hmm. I was growing up, there was not a lot of computers back there, right? Mm-hmm. It, it used to be a lot lesser. It was a, like a huge eye-opener for me when I just came in for the first time, right? Um, I think there is a huge difference between the developing and the developer, developed countries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wherein uh, the amount of uh, money that is spent on the tech, mm-hmm. there is a huge difference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I could see that back in 2000s, but not anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that, mm-hmm. I think now tech helping in so many ways, right? Um, I think everybody uh, back in India and other uh, Eastern countries, right? I, I think um, uh, have realized the value of tech and are using tech to that extent as we do here today, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Now, I don't know. I have this feeling that, you know, in India, they actually do more with women in tech than here. I think there's a different culture and they're open to it. Like you were given this opportunity. I don't know how often that happens here in the U.S. So it's just interesting observation from my part. I don't know if it's true. What do you think? Uh, it was true when I was growing up. That's an interesting mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say nowadays it's totally different, right? So really, okay. when I yeah, so when I was growing up, right, um, especially I come from Bangalore, which is con- considered the Silicon Valley of India, right? Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. um, so um, everybody, especially like whether you're a girl or a boy, right, are asked to. Uh, educate right when we were growing up and we were really pushed either to get a medical degree or an engineering degree which was mm-hmm. really funny and mm-hmm. but in in i think us um here we were we are i think export or we are exposing our kids to a lot of other fields oh, right? okay okay like not just medical engineering but there is so many other opportunities out there right um at least this was in 2000, but I think mm-hmm. it has changed back in India as well now, wherein women are given other opportunity too, right? Not just, mm-hmm. and to be honest, I feel like as of today, there are less women in tech when compared to what there may be previously, you know? Because oh, wow. of the, yeah. yeah, you know, uh, because I'll be honest, if you are in tech, you have to work hard, you have to work after hours, and that's challenging mm-hmm. as a woman. Right, right. right. Uh, I mean, women... Yes, as, family, uh, as, yeah, yep. take care of your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a woman, you have to wear so many hats. So th- mm-hmm. that's kind of challenging. So uh, I think because of which, I think the trends have changed now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, back in India as well, I feel. Um, but... Um, if you ask me a comparison between states and India, I would say India still probably has more women in tech when compared to I agree. The I agree. Yeah. I think they're more forward in that area um, because women are, you know, looked at in the sense that they can do IT just as well as any other man. And Absolutely. here I don't I hear I don't think there's that same thought process. So that that's just my thoughts, but you know, thank you for sharing that. That's great. 
So what, what are some of the key traits of a successful senior leader? So, you know, we, you're very successful, you're a senior leader. What do you think got you to where you are today? Um, I, I say like there are like five to seven key aspects mm-hmm. as a leader mm-hmm. um, that you have to have if you want to be a effective leader. I, 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 one of the main things is you have to be an effective communicator. If yep. you cannot communicate well within uh, your team or within your executive team, you're not going to be successful. Uh, and mm-hmm. that's really important, I think. And uh, to be honest, for me, initially, when I was, um, when I started my career, I was struggling a little bit there. You know, um, I have learned over the years, still working on becoming a better communicator mm-hmm. uh, all the time, you know. Uh, the second thing is I have to be, uh, uh, I mean, you have to be self-motivated, right? right? Because as you grow up the ladder, you're not going to be asked by people to do certain things. I mean, you have to take upon yourself to improve stuff, right? Uh, how do we improvise on? So you really have to be self-motivated, right? Uh-huh. And then you have to be a strategic planner uh-huh. and a visionary, I think. Uh-huh. then as a leader you really have to be accountable and responsible yep and you have to be confident in like any decisions that you make right i always believe in once you make a decision no regrets right you you gotta stick to uh whether it is uh has any bad outcomes or good outcome uh, you gotta take that and move on right you have to right. be confident right and then you have to be people oriented and you really, I mean, um, I always believe there is customer success is the number one and the second is your team, right? You have to be able to be talking to people openly because at the end of the day, we interact with individuals, right? It is mm-hmm. people's feelings. So you really have to be people oriented. Mm-hmm. That's great. Other- Mm-hmm. And the last thing is, I, I, I would say, like, you got to be emotionally stable, especially as you go up the ladder, a ladder, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you really cannot uh, get offended or get angry or anything like that, because you're going to hear, especially in IT, half the time that I get called on, people are not happy, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have to be emotionally stable. I think those are the key things that really would make a great leader, I would say. That's great. Great traits that you um, you called out. So being a good communicator, being self-motivated, being a planner, a visionary, being accountable and responsible, having confidence, being people-oriented, and also emotionally stable. That's really, really important. Um, do you think some of these are learned skills or do you have to have them prior to going in there? Is uh, How did you feel? Like, which ones did you have already? And which ones did you feel like you can learn along the way? Um, I would say most of it, uh, I, I, I had accountability and responsibility mm-hmm. uh, from day one, right? It's mm-hmm. not like I learned. I mean, maybe I feel like as a woman, we tend to be more responsible mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. accountable. I think that is probably... Uh, one thing, right? But for me, I really had to work on my um, 
emotional stability right uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and then effective communicator especially emotional stability because there are times where re- you really have to draw the line and say no right mm-hmm. and that's really hard for me sometimes yes uh, that i really had to work on that the other things uh, i think um for most women i don't see being an issue right i think um at least from my standpoint uh, as a woman emotional stability was something i really had to work very hard on you know okay yeah that's that's really good that's really good because like you said it's for women it's really hard to say no or take criticism or look at the negative rather than the positive you know and so it is tough that is not easy so you have to kind of grow a thicker skin i guess over time yep yeah yeah and then um i we see a lot here is confidence that that a lot of women don't have that confidence when they come into the field and they always second guess themselves because everything needs to be perfect in their eyes and men don't if they're 60% qualified they they can talk about it no no question but if women are 60% qualified they don't even step up you know it's because they want it to be 100% and confidence is very important in this industry in a male dominated industry because you really need to show that you can do this job Yeah so that's a very good point right and that's why i was saying right know what you are getting into from mm-hmm. a, like just don't go get paper certification and that was one of the main reasons right if you don't know what you are talking about you will not be able to be right. talking confidently right um for me i think 2003 was an eye opener um to 2005 right 2005 uh, when i actually spent from 2003 to 2005 getting that certification and knowing the technology gave me so much confidence mm-hmm. um, it was a big boon uh, to be yep. honest no that's that's so true i think a couple things that i would add to your list i think your list is very strong and right on point but things that i've learned is to be a continuous learner so you have to continue to thrive by learning every day because like you said your certifications 20 years ago are kind of obsolete now um but if you're continuously you know thriving and you're learning and you're passionate about continuous learning i think that's important as a senior leader because in this industry things change so fast and then the other one i would say is to take risks because um like you said when you make a decision you just have to stick with it you can't change your mind i've made some decisions throughout my career that some were strong and some were good, great and some were not so good but again you learn from those mistakes and you learn from those uh decisions that you could have made a different um choice so i think you know taking risk is another very important piece any thoughts on that i i absolutely agree uh, especially um um learning new technology right as mm-hmm. you mentioned uh which goes back to your first point right so it, it's really important i think especially in it uh, i mean as i mentioned earlier if we don't learn new technologies we are going to be obsolete and right. we move right. out of this industry right. pretty fast right, right? Uh, it is so fast paced um if we cannot catch up yeah there will be somebody replacing us pretty soon you know Yeah, 6 months is a long time in IT. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. 
That's crazy. Um, so can you share any tips on how to lead in a male dominated field like IT? Because you're a woman in IT and I'm sure you're male, you know, it is a male dominated field here. What, what do you feel really works for you? Confidence, communication, mm-hmm. working really hard. Yeah. I, I feel like um, in IT as a woman, you really have to work more than a man. I to agree. Survive. I agree. Um, otherwise, uh, and you have to be tough. You really mm-hmm. have to be tough. Uh, sometimes it shows up as arrogance, but if you're not tough, you're going to be really pushed over. Right, right. right? So, so true. Um, that's, I think, really important, right? That's and, a good, yeah. Um, that's really important. Um, and it doesn't come overnight, right? It takes practice. There will be a lot of failures. but um getting confidence and uh, working hard i think as a woman is inbuilt for most of us mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. um but the confidence and the communication um and then being tough um are the things you know i mean you really critical and if you cannot learn over a period of time i think it's going to be really hard you know? right No, completely agree. Very, very great um, tips there. So this is a tough one. Work-life balance, you know, is there such a thing? How do you do this? How do you balance your time between work and home and family and friends and all of that? Give us some tips if you have any, because I don't. (laughs) Unfortunately, I'm still trying to figure this out. Yeah. Uh, Especially the a field that I'm in, which is managed services, we are a 24 by seven, right? Yeah. Um, I have to be there whenever customer needs, right? For any kind of escalations. Mm-hmm. Um, as a mom of two, it's really wow. hard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and my kids are really young, right? I'm still trying to figure out. But one thing I will say is develop some hobby that gives you some kind of a outlet to get over your stress because that's really important um it always comes with stress whether mm-hmm. you like it or not and it's up to us as to how we are going to manage that uh, that stress right yeah um so f- find an outlet right um and then have a schedule right like this is the time like from 8 to 10 i am not available and this time is dedicated in the evenings for my family and my kids right 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 i am not going to look at my phone i'm not going to look at my emails and get pulled into right i mean there are exceptions but um you will have to sh- set some kind of a schedule like that you know to really find a work life balance um uh, otherwise it, it it is going to consume right consume yeah Yeah, boundaries are so important. Now, do you set some of these or is it really tough? Sometimes you do it, sometimes you don't. Um, most of the time I can. So I have a rule in my, um, this thing where I don't have my office emails on my phones. Oh, good. Yeah, that's yeah. really it, good. It, yeah, so that's one of my boundaries, right? If it is really important, you guys need to text me or call me. I am not okay. going to be checking my emails all the time. So that is... I'm just giving an example, right? That's a I, I great a, example, yeah. I mean, you've got to come up with something like that. Otherwise, you're going to be consumed, right? Right, with the day-to-day, right. Especially with the managed services business that I am in, there is always something happening, always something down. 
right? So I had to take a decision, uh, I think a couple of years back wherein I'm like, I am not going to have emails, but I'm, I have teams, you can message me, right? But I'm not going to be consuming and reading my emails after hours, um, you know, um, come up with some kind of a boundary, right? That is one thing that I have. And if it's critical, call us, right? Call me, text mm-hmm. me, right? Um, and the other thing that I do is like, I have a set days where I tell the teams I'm not available. Mm-hmm. If I'm on PTO, I'm on PTO, don't call me. Right. That's great. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the other thing is you really need to have a backup for yourself, make sure the people are trained, right? Which will help you take this work-life balance, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to be contacted if you're a single point of contact all the time. Yeah, it is really, really tough. This has been a very big struggle for me, you know, through the years, um, because I'm not good at setting boundaries. And uh, I did, you know, for large portion of my career, I didn't have little kids anymore. So I was able to take the calls and, you know, interrupt my vacation, interrupt my time at home. So I really think you have really good, good ideas on setting boundaries. I think those are very important. So, Radhika, where is the most favorite place that you travel to and why? I'm a big travel buff, and so I love to travel. So I'm always looking for ideas. So this is a selfish question. <laughs> well, that's one of my passion, right? If you have yeah. a couple of hobbies, gardening is one, and uh-huh. the other hobby is traveling for me. Nice, right? nice. Um, I'm a big nature person, right? Mm-hmm. I like to travel all national parks. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you really ask me what my favorite place that I have visited so far is Kauai, oh, yeah. the island of Kauai, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's magical. I, I feel. It is magical. I've been there and I love it too. Yeah. So uh, the second best, best place, if you ask me, is the Zion National Park. Oh, in Utah. I have not been there. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, and why, why Zion National Park? I feel like um, you can really disconnect from everything, mm-hmm. right? The nature and brings you in. Nature brings you in and you're given an opportunity to think what you can do better personally, professionally, right? And de-stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like anytime I go into a national park, that really helps me do that. And really that's going on my place. list that's going on my <laughs> list i have to do that <laughs> yeah and the other thing is there are no self services in most of the national parks <laughs> mm-hmm. right right that's so. the best part right <laughs> that's awesome well thank you radhika this we could have gone forever talking about so many different things you've been such a great guest and an honor to have you on the show. Can you please share with our listeners how they can get a hold of you? Sure. Uh, they can um, they can send an email to radhika underscore jn at yahoo.com if they need to, you know, yeah. contact mm-hmm. me. I mean, I have my LinkedIn profile, right, mm-hmm. um, as well. Um, and then, yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you again. Your insights, your tips and tricks and best practices are definitely going to be used by our listeners. And we really, really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Tech in the Right Direction. 
Please take a minute to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. Also, don't forget to like, share, and comment. Thank you. See you next week. From IT skill enhancements to end user adoption training, Directions Training is your resource to help optimize the effectiveness of your technology investments. Over half a million students have taken advantage of our wide selection of technology and business training solutions covering the most popular applications today, such as Microsoft 365, Azure, Windows 10, and more. As a podcast listener, we invite you to take advantage of an exclusive offer. Receive 30 days of free access to our Microsoft official curriculum on-demand courses for IT professionals or end users. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com slash podcast to claim this offer today. Hurry, this offer is only available for a limited time. Success is a journey. Ask for directions.